0: When I was 23 years old, there was one thing that I knew with 110% certainty. I would probably make a terrible parent. And my wife, Anna, she fully agreed. (laughs) We were young newlyweds, and it was a new beginning for us both. In our discussions on the topic of kids, she shared that she'd always wanted to be a mom and... She looked forward to starting a family someday, but not today, and I was good with that. So fast forward a few years to a particular Sunday in late 2010. I was sitting in our room and I was reading an internet article about the top 10 behind the scenes drama from the set of Family Matters, and number seven would have shocked you by the way. And Anna walks over to me and she scolds me for leaving a mess out on the bathroom counter. I immediately had to say, I did no such thing. I knew far better than to clutter up her cluttered area of hair products. But she insisted that I, she lovingly insisted that I get in there right now and clean up the goddamn mess. (laughs) So me, being the assertive husband that I am, I quietly grumbled under my breath as I walked over to clean up the mess. When I got into the bathroom, there was indeed something left out on the counter. Right there, smack dab in the middle of the otherwise clean counter, might I add, lay a single object. It was small and white with feminine curves, and it had two pink lines on it. Now, based on what I've seen from these easy test commercials, I was pretty sure that this was A, a pregnancy test, and B, two lines is good? <laughs> when I walked out of the bathroom, Anna was waiting for me with tears in her eyes. These were tears of joy, and they were tears I had not seen since the day of our wedding. And as at that moment I realized, two lines, two lines is very good. But I was 27 years old, And there was one thing I knew with 110% certainty. I had roughly 40 weeks to get my head straight about becoming a parent. And my wife, Anna, she fully agreed. There's a lot of things they don't tell you about pregnancy, mainly the changes. The changes between you and others and the changes between you and your spouse. And so I want you to imagine as we break the news to parents, soon to be grandparents, Grandparents soon to be great-grandparents, and siblings turned aunts and uncles. Of course, you can also imagine the pregnancy side effects. Of course, there's the morning sickness, which can happen any time of day. There's the cravings, and then there's the itching. I mean, the uncontrollable, non-stop, all-over itching, like to the point of disruption of daily life. Then there's all the appointments, so many appointments and it really gave me a whole new appreciation for Anna and for women in general for that matter. As the weeks tick by, I realize something. I realize this is really happening. One day, we're going to bring a child into this world for whom we will both be responsible. And then, that one day comes, one day. I wake up in the morning, and there's these painful cramps that Anna has that can only be contractions. And I've drilled for this, I've rehearsed for this, I've trained for this. I grab our go bag, and we go. We get to the hospital, we check in, it goes exactly as rehearsed, we get into our delivery room, and we're here. It's been 37 weeks, and we are here The nurse walks in, and she gets these spongy-looking headphone things, which are actually microphones, as I've learned at our many weekly, sometimes twice-weekly appointments, and they listen for the baby. So she puts them on Anna, and, of course, these are duds. So she unplugs them, gets another set, and, of course, these are also broken. So she tells us she's having trouble with the machine, and she'll be right back. She leaves, comes back with a doctor. The doctor comes over, and doctors with the machine a little bit and then decides to fire up the old trusty sonogram machine. So she wheels that thing over and she puts that jelly on Anna that apparently has multiple uses. She's wandering around and she finds our baby. She's going around and around. Then she stops. And she looks at both of us and she says, Mr. and Mrs. Turan." We've tried the sound machine, we've tried the sonogram. We can't find a heartbeat for your baby. I'm very sorry, but I'm afraid she's passed. And the silence that just filled this room is very much like the silence that we experienced at that very moment. You see, the itching that I had referred to earlier is a hallmark symptom of a disorder called intrahepatic cholestasis. It occurs during pregnancy. All of those appointments, well, when Anna was diagnosed early in her second trimester, her doctor immediately ordered that she be closely monitored, which included weekly, sometimes twice weekly appointments. The disorder has a risk of stillbirth in less than 1% of cases And even though we did everything we were told to do as we were told to do it, we unfortunately found ourselves falling into that statistic. And worse yet, the disorder would likely return if there were any subsequent pregnancies. But I was 28 years old, and there was one thing that I knew with 110% certainty. I never again wanted to be a parent. I never wanted us to have to go through this ever again. And my wife, Anna, fully agreed. There are a lot of things they don't tell you about losing a child, namely the changes, the changes between you and others, and the changes between you and your spouse. So try not to imagine us breaking the news to parents who would have been grandparents Grandparents who would have been great-grandparents, and siblings who will no longer be aunts and uncles. At work, a place where these wonderful people had only weeks earlier thrown us a workplace baby shower, they were now being told that my paternity leave had turned into bereavement leave. Then, of course, there's how something like this will completely shake up your marriage to its very foundation. Socially, we closed ourselves off from the rest of the world. It truly felt like it was just the two of us. But still, there was two where there should have been three. Understandably, our physical relationship soon became a distant memory. While we clung to each other emotionally, we drifted apart intimately. The expression, why do bad things happen to good people comes to mind and I don't know the answer to that question. But I do know, in our case, it changed things for us. It changed the way that I looked at Anna and the way that she looked at me, and it also changed the way that we looked at ourselves. And eventually, this wound would heal to become a scar. And what else is a scar besides a visual reminder of a once-deep trauma? However, this scar eventually also became strength. And then it became reconnection. And then it became courage. On June 12, 2012, our second daughter, Charlotte, was born. And then, on December tenth, two 2014, our third daughter, Sydney, was born. As predicted, both of those pregnancies saw the return of the cholestasis. But... Through our strength, through our reconnection, and through our courage, we faced it head-on together. And this time, we won. Now, on a lighter side note, I had mentioned the drastic change in our physical relationship, and it's very true, but those two girls, um, I don't want to get graphic at this (laughs) family-friendly show, but the two of them were both One-shot deals, if you catch my drift. (laughs) Regardless, now three and five years old, those two girls are my entire world. Every single thing I do somehow comes back to them as the bottom line. And I don't need them to know that, but I do hope they one day benefit from it. I don't know what our lives would be like if our first daughter, Soyla, had survived. But I do know Anna and I would probably give almost anything to find out. And looking back on it, that was truly a new beginning. It was a distinct moment in my life when I can clearly distinguish between the person I was before and after July 12, 2011. But even in her brief time in this world, even only in utero, my daughter, Soyla, really showed me something and taught me things about change and about life that I will carry with me every single day for the rest of my own remaining life. And now, I'm 35 years old. And there's one thing that I know with 110% certainty I'm turning out to be a pretty, awesome dad. And my wife, Anna. She fully agrees. Thank you.